welcome to the Undercover Angel Podcast. Thanks for listening. Undercover Angel Podcast. We are entering the dark world of junior high school. So this chapter, down to the dungeon, and this was where life changes. You can't explain to someone, to a child on their first night before sixth grade or in the case of a middle school or junior high, the first night before seventh grade, that within a couple of minutes of them entering this new school that their life will change forever, that there's no turning back. Innocence, if you've maintained any semblance of it through your 11th year, fifth grade or sixth grade, Uh, vanishes forever the second you step into the doors or walk through the doors of a junior high, junior high school, rather. And junior high is junior high is junior high. There's some of the story that I've left out that I've, I didn't think to write when I was writing the book that I will probably talk about in the podcast. But Junior high is awful. I was picked, essentially, to be one of the popular ones. Jared and Jeremiah, I guess they singled me out to be popular. They were like the in crowd. They were like the cool kids, and they they brought me along with the cool kids. There were some other kids I was friends with also from elementary school, and they kind of clicked up, you know, but now there's these other kids from other schools. And this was where... I realized, like, it really hit me how it hit me very deeply. It affected, it it hit me at the level of soul, the, the realization that I was small. So the realization that I was small hit me at the level of soul. It really impacted me. I remember seeing myself in the mirror when I was in sixth grade and it, excuse me, and it dawning on me exactly how small I was as compared to other kids. And, you know, you smile and you make the best of it, but not an easy thing to, not an easy thing to realize. And again, nowhere to go with it because the accompanying emotion is fear. I'm terrified. I'm absolutely terrified because I'm so small in these kids in junior high, some of them are like full grown adults and they can really beat me up super easily, but I have nowhere to go with that. Now I get off the bus. Life is about to change forever. And there's Jared and Jeremiah. And they're like talking with some other kids. They've already made friends with like some kids from these other elementary schools who were new at this school. We're all new at this school together. And I see Jared and Jeremiah and I'm like, Oh, my friends, Jared and Jeremiah. Like we'd had so much fun over the Summer, riding bikes through the dirt jumps by, Jer- by Jared's house. And I walk up to them, and I think it was Jeremiah who closed in. By the way, names have been changed, FYI. Jeremiah closed in and was like, what's up, David? I'm like, oh, hey, Jeremiah, how's it going? And he just dumps my books. And, you know, I had been making my book covers the night before, and, and now they're ruined and I'm on, the f- I'm on the ground and there's like girls watching and girls mattered all of a sudden. And I pick them up and then like Jared comes in and he, then he knocks them down. So now they've been knocked down twice. This is the first like 30 seconds of junior high. And there was this realization, this instant 
realization, as I say in the book, where is it? It seemed like the childhood I knew months before had existed in some irretrievable time and place, and there was a, and there was a distinct knowing that it would never return. I guess this is my life now. I guess I'm one of those kids that gets his book stumped. You know, I guess I'm, I guess I'm just a worthless piece of shit. And so this is happening on top of all of the traumatic events that have led up to this moment. And it could have been worse. I could have been a child of war. I could have been a child of the Holocaust. I could have been viciously beaten by my mother or my father. I could have been whipped with a belt on a regular basis. My mom and dad could have been raging alcoholics. They could have slapped me around whenever. I know a lot of people in recovery who were hit, who were sexually molested, who had all sorts of horrible things happen to them. But what was happening as I was growing up with this very sensitive makeup is that it's almost as if the story was being written the entire time and I couldn't see it. It was almost like all of this was destiny. Looking back, I wouldn't have it any other way. But there was this part of me that this big part of me, like all of me basically, that, that knew how weak I was, like how physically weak I was. And it really hit me in sixth grade because, you know, in fifth grade you got like your friends, right, and you, you kind of run with your friends, but then when you get to sixth grade there are people you've never met and they size you up. And so there's these kids from other schools who are bigger, who've been in like real fights, and they don't show the sort of favoritism you've been shown because of the school that you grew up in. So everything, it just got really, I mean, it was, it was absolutely terrifying. But like I said, I was like a popular kid. So I was like chosen to be popular. I somehow was a part of the in crowd. But it was not all it was cracked up to be because now they're like going out on Friday night, they're going downtown and they're hanging out in downtown Glen Ellen and going to the movies and sometimes they mostly they call me but sometimes they don't and I'm too nervous to call them because again the relationships are not egalitarian they are victim perpetrator and on the outside I'm smiling I'm tormenting my teachers I'm a class clown I'm cracking jokes I'm a little shit I'm outwardly very happy and well adjusted but inside that was not the case Inside, I was terrified, frightened, small, afraid, etc. And I let, for, for whatever reason, I didn't put the, I didn't leave the, there's a part of the, the memoir I left out or I never wrote about how I became sort of a bully in eighth grade. But I, I didn't, I couldn't get the, the style of it written perfectly, but I will share about that here in a couple episodes as well so that the story is complete because some people will probably read the book and know that there were parts that were left out. And it's just so hard when you write a book to like get everything. It's, it's very challenging, but I'm going to try to cover everything that I can in this podcast to augment the book. But long story short, junior high was awful. Even though I was popular, junior high was awful. Even though I was popular, I still felt left out. Even though I was popular, I still had the anger. Even though I was popular, I still raged. Even though I was popular, I still 
uh, would scream and cry at night, even though I was popular and I looked great on the outside. The homework that the teacher, Mr. Mealy, gave out was too much and I couldn't deal with it and I couldn't deal with it. And I I just, it was too much and I didn't know what to do. And the only thing I, I, I could do was rage. And that rage inevitably was turned inward and that rage that's turned inward became depression. Again, with no words, with no language, with no where or any, with no one or nowhere to go with it. And so this... This little world is, is becoming more and more peculiar. That happens sort of later on, the peculiarness of it. But this, as I mentioned several episodes ago, this sort of schizoid nature, this, this, this person who sort of existed unto himself, like I had me and I had my little world that was going on inside of this little world, that little world just became very unique, quote-unquote unique. So in not too long, the drugs come along and they make that world tolerable or exciting or something for a very short while. So thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.